since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too good to be true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains, like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey and I'm so excited to get started. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast and it is a big day. I feel like I need, you know, I need a cheering sound effect. I need uh, fireworks going off. I need, is there a sound effect of someone eating cake? That would be gross, right? Would that be gross? That would be like an ASMR situation. I'm not mad at it. Um, the sound of someone uh, doing cartwheels. That also doesn't sound like anything. I don't know, guys. We're going to cheer because we're celebrating our one-year anniversary. Yeah. Episode of Mom Life Podcast, one year. We've been doing this one year. And by we, I mean you and me. 
<laughs> I mean, uh, my editor and me, Laura, thank you. I have to thank Laura, you guys. Laura has some heavy, heavy lifting every episode, and she makes this sound polished and professional because you know I am not. Wow, I just decided to come on here and do a solo episode today to talk about one year of the podcast, what I've learned, what we've been through, where we go from here. And I just want to start by first thanking all of you who keep coming back to this podcast, who send me messages, your lovely messages. You are so vulnerable and open to me and we've never met and I hear your stories and you trust me with them and you leave reviews and you send the podcast to friends and it has grown so much in just a year. I just cannot thank you enough. You make being vulnerable easy for me. And that's not a little thing. That's a really fucking big thing. <laughs> and I think that one of the biggest things I've learned is that our shame goes away the more we talk about it. The more you say what you are ashamed of or what you feel shame about, the more you say that out loud, the less power it has, the less scary it seems, the less shameful it seems. And in order to do that, and in order for me to feel comfortable to do that and for someone to feel safe enough to do that, they have to be in the arms of someone who feels safe. And you guys make that possible for me to do. I would not be able to come on here and share the things that I do and have my guests share the things that they do if you weren't so accepting and empathetic and loving and understanding and supportive and just fucking badass. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to create this safe space. And we're not done. Don't worry. I know that that started to sound like a goodbye message. Hell no. What? I didn't come this far just to come this far. We're not done. We're still going. We're going to keep this train moving. That sounded really cheesy, but we are. And I think we have big things to do. We're just going to continue to get out this message that sobriety is freedom. And you are no longer tied to alcohol in sobriety. There is no shame in sobriety. You don't have to be anonymous in sobriety. You don't have to lose everything in order to choose sobriety. All of the things that we talk about, we're just going to keep talking about them. I'm going to keep connecting with guests and authors that I look up to. And if you have somebody you want to see on here, you want to hear on here, send them my way. Tag me on their posts on Instagram. Send them a message. Send me a message and let me know. And I will continue to amplify voices that need to be heard in this space. I will also continue to share and connect with Real Moms. I know you guys love the Real Moms series. I do too. I always say those are the most important stories because they're in it. It's not tidy. It's messy. And life is messy. 
you know, it's so easy to, when we look back and we can make sense of a story and we can make sense of our story in our life, but that's just not how it is when you're in it. It's just all messy and there is no perspective and you're just in it. And a lot of those moms are in it. And I think that that's a really important time to share so that you don't feel alone if you're in it. If you are in early sobriety or you have a couple of months or you're just trying to figure out what's going on because that takes a while and that's okay. And I know how helpful it is to hear from moms who are trying to figure it out too. And at the end of the day, guys, that's just what we're all trying to do. We're just trying to figure this shit out. That's it. And we're going to stumble and we're going to get back up and we're going to learn and we're going to change and change is exciting and it's scary and it's hard, but man, is it possible. Um, so we will continue the Real Sober Mom chats. And then I also want to continue the solo episodes where I come on here. I haven't really gotten a chance to do that that often that these last maybe three months because it was such a busy time on the podcast and having all of the exciting guests. But I do want to do that. I'm, I'm going to shoot for once a month. I'm not going to promise. I'm not going to promise I can make that happen. But I'm going to try so that I can just come on here and tell you what I've been thinking about, what I've been working on, how I'm thinking about things. You know that I'm very big on perspective and that a shift in perspective can mean everything. It is everything. And that's, I would say, if someone asks about my goal here at The Sober Mom Life, it is to shift the perspective on alcohol and on sobriety. And that's what we're doing. And so I'm just so honored. I'm so honored that I get to do this. I get to connect with people all over the world, connect with you, share my story and share your stories. I mean, how fun is that? You guys, it's so, it's just so fun. I want to talk a little bit about, I don't know, just like what I've, what I've learned. I've been thinking a lot about a year ago. And when I started this podcast, when I look back at my life and decisions I've made and moves I've made, you know, both literal and figurative, I think there's one common theme. And that is that I start before I'm ready. And, you know, some might call that unprepared. I don't. Because if you want to do something in your life, whether that is build a house, whether that's move to a new state, whether that's sobriety. I mean, duh, why did I wait for the third one to say sobriety? Whether that's, you know, leaving a job and trying a new one, whether that's going back to school, whether that's going on a date, whatever it is, big or small, it's very tempting to wait to have it all figured out before you do the thing, before you try. And why do we do that? We do that because we're scared, right? We're scared. We're scared of failing. We're scared of looking foolish. We're afraid of what people will think about us. We're afraid of what we might think about us. If we fail, what does that mean? We're afraid of all everything that's at stake, right? It's so easy to look at that. Well, what's at stake if this doesn't work out? And so... I have just always, and really this goes back to, I, I think, probably high school. I've kind of just always started before I'm ready. 
And not even as a decision, but now I see it clearly in my adulthood that it is more of a decision. And I had an idea to start a podcast maybe a month before I started this podcast, maybe three weeks, not long. I didn't sit and marinate on on this idea for a long time. I guess I just don't. I don't sit and marinate on ideas. And I don't mean I'm doing any idea that comes into my head because that would be bananas and I would, that's insane. But I do, if there's something I keep coming back to and something that tugs at me inside that I'm like, oh, I really want to do that. Or if, you know, I see someone else doing that and I get a little envious of, oh, they get to do that. Wait a second. Oh, then I'm feeling a pull toward that wait, do I want to do that? And then I think about that for a couple of days. Oh, yes. Okay. I think I do want to do this. Right. I want to do a podcast. Then the ball is rolling and fear comes in. Yes, because I'm completely normal. Fear is there right alongside me. The fear doesn't go away. It's just I'm holding hands with the fear and going, all right, guys, let's see what happens. And I'm just going to let the path reveal itself. So, I mean, I think in one day I created the mock-up for the podcast. I had, you know, a photo that worked. I went on Canva and designed the graphic. I found my lovely editor through Erin at Raw Beauty Talks because I really liked how her podcast sounded. And so I sent her a message and I was like, hey, can you just tell me, like point me in the right direction? How do you do this? right? I Googled. I Googled, uh, okay, I guess I need a microphone. I've never used a microphone in my life. I just stumbled my way through it completely. I didn't have a format. I just sat on my closet floor and I said, all right, let's just talk. I know I can talk. Okay, I can talk. So let's talk for 30 minutes. Okay, 30 minutes is done. I talked. You guys check out that episode. It's the most downloaded one called Freedom and Sobriety. It's the very first episode. I was sitting right here in my closet, not knowing what the hell I was doing, but I was doing it. And then just slowly, the path starts to reveal itself. But I did not have all of my answers to my questions. And I had a lot of fear. I mean, of course, the biggest fear was what if I failed? What if no one listened to it? What if it was a joke? What if no one cared what I had to say and what I was thinking about sobriety? What if no one would come on it? And what if I wasn't enough of a draw for people to listen? Like, what if I wasn't important? What if I'm not enough? And really, doesn't everything come back to that? Doesn't everything boil down to our fear of what if I'm not enough? And what if I fail? And P.S., I have failed at many things, many things. And that's okay, because that's just gotten me to this place, right? It's gotten me where I'm supposed to be. I know that that sounds cliche and trite, but man, is that true. And so... I mean, I think a lot about this, you know, the podcast journey to a year, I can kind of draw a parallel between that and sobriety and when I decided to stop drinking in that I started sobriety before I was ready. I did not have the path all laid out. 
I was terrified. I had way more questions. I think I only knew two answers. And I say this a lot, but I'm going to say it again. And I kept coming back to what I knew because I had way more questions. And I could go on those tangents and go down the fear path very quickly. And I could say, oh, my God, what about this? And what if this? And what if I go to France and want to drink? And what, what about my daughter's wedding? And all the stuff that we that our mind tries to trick us with. So I could go down those, that path really quickly. I knew two things. I knew I did not want to feel the way I felt during my last hangover when I was a bystander in my life, when I was on the sidelines watching everything that I had in my life go on around me and I couldn't participate because this toxin, this highly addictive substance had done its thing and didn't fucking care about me, of course, because it doesn't and it won't, and ravaged me. And I was helpless in that moment on the couch and not able to do a damn thing. I knew 100% I did not want to feel like that again. I knew it. I also knew 100% that I didn't want to go to AA. So I knew two things that I didn't want to do. I didn't know what I did want to do. I just knew what I didn't want to do. So I kept coming back to what I knew. And it's the same thing for the podcast. I knew I wanted to create a space where we could talk about sobriety in a different way. And I could share all of these feelings that I had had and these thoughts that I had been working on for the last three and a half years. And I could just kind of formulate them. We can work on them together. I could see if you guys understood if this was a need. I thought it was a need. And that's all I knew is that I wanted to try. I at least wanted to try. And so then I kept coming back to that. And I think this idea that we have to know the path before we set forth on it can lead us to be stuck. Then we don't even go on the adventure. And then we just sit down and we count ourselves out before we've even started. And what I've learned and and what I've been thinking a lot about with this podcast is man, how good does it feel not to count myself out? Like, how good does it feel to say, all right, you know what? Here we go. We don't know what we're doing. We, I say that like I have a mouse in my pocket. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know where this will lead. But I do know that if I don't try, I'm going to regret it. And so then you try. So then you show up and you try. And the thing about showing up and not knowing is it's uncomfortable and it's scary. And those are two feelings, especially if you're listening to this with sobriety. Those are two feelings that we are very good at trying to escape. Because feeling uncomfortable sucks, right? It is like a muscle. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that now I'm okay feeling uncomfortable. But at first, when you're not practiced at it, 
and you've trained your mind and your body to do everything but feel uncomfortable. Do everything you can so you don't feel uncomfortable, which includes drinking and numbing and escaping. Then you don't know how to feel uncomfortable. You don't know that you can feel uncomfortable. And I think it's very easy to assume that people who do brave things or take chances, I think it's very easy to assume that they don't feel uncomfortable and that they're not afraid. And I'm here to tell you that that is bullshit. And that is a lie. I feel uncomfortable and scared all the time. All the time. It doesn't affect me in the way it did three years ago because now I have tools and I've kind of trained myself and I have shown myself that I'm resilient and I can rely on myself. But you can only show yourself you're resilient by giving yourself a chance to rely on yourself, right? That's the catch-22. You're not going to know that you're strong enough to be uncomfortable and to feel that fear and keep going unless you try. But when you just when you just reach for alcohol, I mean that's just that's just tapping out and being like, nope, can't do it. Need help. Need to escape. You you take over because I obviously am not strong enough for this. And that's just a big fucking lie. That is a huge lie. And so all the time I'm scared. Big interviews. I'm nervous. I'm like, oh, why did I do this? Why I I look. You know, I, I look around and I'm like, why, why can't I just like not try brave things? Why can't I do that? Why can't I just be okay just to, you know, it's, it's fine. Life was fine. Like, I don't have to try. I don't have to reach soaring heights. I don't have to do that. Like, can I just be okay? And it's not that I'm not okay. And, 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 and I don't want this to come off as like, there's something about being content, but I'm now kind of juggling the contentment and also the drive, the drive to challenge myself and to step out of that box and the fear and, and just say, because it's a passion, right? And, and when you're passionate about something, that's the drive. That's like, I want to keep connecting and I want to cre keep creating. But you guys, it's scary. Change is scary. Anytime I change, I mean, even let me just tell you like how much change affects me. Like when we got our dog, this was like a year and a half ago when we got Georgia, man, my whole world felt off. I just felt off because I, it was changed. It was changed to our routine. It was changed to my sleep. It was changed to our life. It was changed to our dynamics in the house. And change to me, I mean, I get scared. I get, oh my God, am I ever going to feel settled? Am I ever going to feel content again? Am I ever going to sleep? Am I ever going to feel happy? And so that's scary. Now looking at her, would I give her back? No, of course not. She's a part of our family. I mean, just change is just so scary. And just don't discount the change that comes in early sobriety. And if you're trying something new and it feels like the center is not going to hold, right? It feels, 
you're tilted on your axis a little bit and you're, oh, it's just unsteady and and that's okay. It's okay. Continue to listen to yourself about what you need and what you want in that moment. And then you just keep going. And I'm relating this back to early sobriety so that, I don't know, I just realized there were a lot of parallels. And I just want you to know that if you are embarking on a quest to figure out your relationship with alcohol and to figure out what it's done and what it has been, what you want it to be or what you don't want it to be, which is probably even more important. And it's scary and it's uncomfortable. That's not a sign to you that you're on the wrong path. That's just a sign that you're awake and that you're feeling and that it's new and it's different. And that is okay. It is okay to be scared. I get some messages like, I don't know, I I was doing fine in sobriety and then I just, I'm just so scared about what if, you know, my husband never stops drinking or what if I tell my friends and they don't want to hang out with me and what if when I go on that beach vacation, I want to drink and I'm like, yeah, right. I know. I know all of the what ifs. I could go down the list. You guys, we could play a what if off. (laughs) I think I would win. I'm just saying, I could probably come up with more what ifs than you can. My, that's just how my brain works. My brain loves a what if. My brain loves to try to trick me with those. And that's just always when I come back to what I do know. What do I know? Okay. When we're talking about sobriety, well, I knew I didn't want to feel like that. I didn't want to feel like hell. And I wanted to try something new. I wanted a change. I had given alcohol enough tries. And I wanted to see what else. But the thing about what else and when you don't know is there are a lot of what ifs. And those what ifs could take over if you let them. The good news is you don't have to let them. And that your brain, let me just tell you that your brain doesn't know what it's doing half the time, okay? And not just your brain. I'm not attacking you. I mean our brains. You guys, we think our brains are like in control and it's like our thoughts are God. And it's like, no, no, no. Our brain doesn't know what the hell is going on. We can trick our brain. Our brain can trick us all the time. And it is a practice. It's a practice to keep coming back to what you know and what you want and what you don't want. Okay. I also want to talk about one more thing that I've been thinking a lot about with this podcast and sobriety. And it comes up in our group a lot. If you're not on Patreon, come over there. Come over at patreon.com slash the sober mom life. Join us. We have a lot of groups um, that are going to meet. We have more. Right now we have Tuesday and Friday. Tuesday is for the newcomers. That's free always. Tuesday, 11 a.m. Central. And then we have Friday, 11 a.m. Central. And then we are adding two more group meetings too. So stay tuned for that. If you want community and connection in sobriety, this is where you're going to get it. Okay. This comes up in our groups a lot about when to talk about our sobriety, how to come out, right? You know, obviously my story is different with that because I'm a sobriety influencer. That was a very conscious choice that I made in June 2020. So I stopped drinking in January 2020. 
I had already been an influencer. So I was a mommy style influencer since uh, 2015. Okay. So I had already had almost six years of that. I decided to bring sobriety into the light, bring my sobriety into the light in June. And so I had been sober five months and everybody's timeline is different. Okay. Everybody's comfort level with this is different, but this might help you a little bit. And granted, I had already had some of my life be public so that I didn't have to get over that. I had a comfort level with it. And I'm not talking about you turning into a sobriety influencer and creating a page and doing all you don't. uh, This is not about that. But this is about bringing your sobriety into the light. As soon as I started openly talking about my sobriety and my choice not to drink anymore, I took it out of my mind and the chatter, the mental chatter in my head and kind of the weight of it. I took that out of my head and put it out into the world and I released it. And I think that there's such freedom in releasing this inner turmoil of what do I say? How do I say it? Should I tell him I'm on medication? Should I tell him that I'm just trying 30 days? Should I tell him all of this chatter, which I understand it's fear, right? It's fear that we will be misunderstood. It's fear that we will be judged. It's fear that, oh God, if I put it out there and then I drink again, then what, right? It's fear of accountability. It's fear of someone else feeling judged. It's just fear. But I'm going to push back on that because the shame that we feel when we were drinking And if you were hiding your drinking, or if you were hiding your feelings about your drinking, if you were turning inward, which I think I'm going to speak generally, but overall, that's what women do. We're not talking about the shame that we feel about drinking when we had, even if it was what, three glasses, four glasses of wine last night. We're not talking about the shame of that. We're keeping all of that in. We're hiding those feelings. We're hiding all of it. And there is just something so freeing when we're done hiding. And when we say, you know what? I don't know how this is going to be received. I don't know what they will think of me. I don't know what they will say. I don't know what they'll say behind my back, what they'll say to me. I don't know how they will feel. But I know that I no longer am going to feel shame about my sobriety. Because I know the pain of shame and I refuse to bring shame into my sobriety. I refuse to feel shame about me choosing myself in sobriety. And so I'm going to release that. And I know, I know I'm making the sound easy. And it's not easy, but it is simple because the more you talk about it and the more you own your choice for yourself and for your family and your relationships 
in your soul, in your past, the more you own that, the more the shame just dissolves. I promise you. And then you ha- you're ending the mental chatter. There's no more what ifs and this and this and this. You're owning it. There does not have to be anonymity in sobriety. Sobriety is not shameful. Sobriety is the opposite of shameful. I am proud of you that you are excavating your relationship with alcohol, that you are looking at alcohol clearly and looking at how it's affected you and your relationships and your family and your children. I am so damn proud of you. And I want you to be proud of yourself. I want you to say, no, you know what? I don't want to hide this anymore. Even if I don't know the path forward, I don't have to know the path forward in order to be proud that I've chosen myself and that I've decided not to drink alcohol. There's no shame in that and I don't have to hide it. And I'm telling you, it gets easier and easier. And then it just becomes who you are. It no longer becomes a question mark in your mind and kind of this thing that lingers over you that you feel like you might quote unquote fail. There is no fail. I sound like Yoda right there. You can release the shame. You can. And the way you do that is by saying out loud what you're proud of. And then once you say out loud what you're proud of, you will start connecting with people who are in the same boat as you, who have been on their own inner journeys of shame and hiding and questioning their relationship with alcohol and you connect with them. And then you talk about your most shameful moments when alcohol was invited and how it tricked you and what happened. And then they say, oh my God, what? Me too. I thought I was the only one. And you say, holy shit, I thought I was the only one. And then you find yourself in a room of people on Zoom and you're able to share your most shameful moment. And you see heads nodding. And then people are like, wait, I didn't know that. I didn't know that I, was, I wasn't I was alone in this. All this time I thought I was alone. You are so not alone. And you do not have to be alone in your sobriety. It is nothing to be ashamed of. I hope that this helps you. If you're not ready, I understand. I understand that immediate reaction. No, 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 no. There's no way. I can't do that. What about my mother-in-law? No, I can't. Mm -mm. I understand. I'm not saying my mother-in-law too, if my mother-in-law's listening. I'm just saying I know that that might be the reaction is no. I want you to take that a step further and think what would be released If you are able to say out loud that you are proud to be exploring a life without alcohol. And there are a million ways to say it. You don't have to use the word sober. I use the word sober because I'm trying to rebrand that shit. I'm trying to take it back. Sober is not stone cold, boring. Sober is without this horrible toxin in my system that makes me boring. Sober is freedom. Sober is life. Sober is awake. It's all of that. 
play around with what feels good and what feels right to you. There's no wrong or right way to say it. It's just whatever is right to you. But set yourself free. Set yourself free from shame. First, I think setting yourself free from the shame of sobriety because there is no shame of sobriety. And then you will find your people who will catch you when you jump and you talk about the shame that you carry from your drinking. I think that's how it works. And if you're wanting a place to start, please come and join us on Patreon. Come and join the Facebook group if Patreon's not right for you. Patreon's $5, 7 and $10 a month. If that is not right for you, our Facebook group is completely free. We are up to like 18,000 moms in not even a year. I, mean, I think in eight months. If you think you're alone in this, if you think you're the only one who has been questioning silently and who's been trying to moderate and not able to moderate a highly addictive substance, but kept trying, if you think you're alone, head over there. Head over to the Sober Mom Life on Facebook because you will see you are not alone. And it's a place of no judgment. We are not ashamed of our sobriety. There's no anonymity. There's, it's just not a place of shame. And then also, if you want more episodes, if you want more meetings, if you want to join our book club, if you want to chat with moms just like you all day long, come and join us on Patreon. And then otherwise, just I just want to thank you. I want to thank you again. I'm going to wrap it up by thanking you for supporting me in this space. And I want to thank you for being brave enough to look at your relationship with alcohol, to search sober in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening. And I just want to say I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Change is hard and you are so capable of change. I promise. Keep going and let's meet back here on Friday for a real sober mom chat. Okay, guys, happy one year anniversary. Is it anniversary or a birthday? I don't know, guys. Happy one year. Laura, can you put applause in or something? Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay, I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addictive Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.